Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today, we are blessed again with a past guest who Mandy and I just fell for. And not just because he's absolutely gorgeous, but because this man has a beautiful soul. He went from a lot of daytime drama to being a bad boy from Emmy award-winning to truly life-winning as he awakened to his calling to inspire and empower others as a transformational lifestyle coach, Kundalini yoga teacher, and a powerful and wise speaker. We welcome again, Kiko Ellsworth. Thanks so much for hanging with us today. We're so excited to talk to you. What is good, my sisters? How you doing? I'm great. Hello, beauties. Hi, Mandy. What's going on, lovely? Hi, how are you? Good. You're all jumping around all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually in California, and so I'm unfortunately in a car. I figured. I figured. It's all good. We make it happen. Isn't that the beauty? Yes. Okay, so like a month ago, I think I even might have told you on Instagram. Maybe I didn't. I know I hit Mandy up because I was sitting there watching TV, which I rarely do. And all of a sudden I'm watching bad boys too. Mm. <laughs> and then I'm like, holy shit. Look at Kiko with them long blonde dress. <laughs> you got this big gun and you're like jumping from trucks. And I'm like, holy shit. Did you have a stunt man? <laughs> no, no, that was me. What? That was all me. I've had stuntmen before, but not, not for that one though. You mean you were really hanging on to these vehicles while they were going? Oh yeah, that that was scary as shit. Yeah, but yeah, they had us. They had us strapped in. Like we are really gonna die. Actually, we're gonna die filming bad voices too. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried for you. Yeah, yeah, me too. Totally. Okay. That was one of my f- most fun projects right there. Oh my god, Will Smith. We're 80s kids. You know, we were born yeah. late 70s. Yeah. You know, watching Fresh Prince all of our life. And then Bad Boys and Martin Lawrence is freaking hilarious. I can't even, I bet you guys were laughing on set the whole time. Yeah, I worked with Will a lot more. more. Well, I guess I was out amongst that work with him more. I kind of did, but I was, uh, I hung around Will a lot more. But, okay. uh, but they both were, like, I learned so much from them on sure. set between Michael Bay and Will and mm-hmm. Martin and just... The scene and, you know, the one, especially the one in the house. Oh, my um, gosh. Yes. I just learned so much from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. total. It's like it's like total improv, like just making it happen. It was it was sort of like unscripted, but kind of scripted. And really, um, so you're like in the moment. So kind of like whatever oh, totally. would come out kind of passionately. Oh, totally. Like like one of these one of the scenes, Martin Lawrence improv like a kick. And he ended up kicking the bed. Yeah. And I didn't know you. I was like, I was like, oh, I think he's about to kick me, actually. But he ended up kicking the bed. So I ended up having to just like pretend like I took that blow. Yeah. Um, but we didn't know that. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. Like, but in the oh, moment, shit. I was like, I better fucking react, react. <laughs> Who that? Who in my house? I'm the devil. Who's asking? The devil is not welcome here. You got to call yourself the devil in his house. Shit. Now you're in my country though. Fuck you, I'm not. Don't want to kill you more than fucking country. I'm fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck up what? No problem. Mike, 
You have to be so combative. Oh, I love when he's like Mike Lowry. <laughs> They're legends, for sure. Love following Will Smith. He seems like a really good, genuine person. Yeah. Is he? I mean, from my experience, yeah, what you see is what you get. You know, I'm sure we all have our stuff and we all have our things, but like, he wasn't like a, a fake dude. You know, it's like what you see is what you get. I, I really get that he really enjoys life. I mean, that's where he and I are like on the same page. Like, he really enjoys life and he loves living it and he pushes it, you know, and he does his thing. You know, I got to, you know, connect and talk with him and his dad and stuff like that. And he was just, that's, that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that wow. genuine, happy soul. You know what I mean? That's, that's really From him. West Philadelphia, born and raised. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, I have a question for you because I was thinking about this. We didn't even ask you this the last time. You were on a soap opera. How long did you, do the um, soap opera thing. Jamal Woods. That was wow. the one where I did the longer stint for for like three three years or so, something like that. We used to watch Days of Our Lives. I mean, I was so involved in it, Kiko. I mean, like it was like a life inside of a life that I was concerned about on a fucking <laughs> daily basis that I would have to get the soap opera digest. I was crying for these people that I don't know, but I did know them. I knew them. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, they died. And then like a year later, oh my God, they might come back. They might come back. <laughs> it might be somebody else, but they're going to come back. And some of them I grew up with. You know, my mom watched them and they're old as shit. Yeah. And I'm like, how do they like, you know, separate their real life from like this life? They're doing it every day. No, I mean, how often do you do it's, it? It's just, well, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you're doing it every day, but you got to remember, you really got to like, remember that it's just a job. It is and like your on-screen wife. She's your wife every day. Right. But let's look at that. Let's like unpack that. So throughout the day, let's say you're at work between eight and 12 hours of the day, right? Let's say 10 hours. So you're at work for 10 hours each day, about probably eight hours. I'll say you're, you're not in character. Okay. So only like, and you got these slivers of these short little scenes, these takes where you're actually playing the character. So you're never, it's not like a, it's not like a play. Let's say a play. In my whole, yeah, I'm watching it. And it you're is watching it life. and it's in, in its <laughs> continuity, but we're just, we're, it's just snippets of our life. You know what I'm saying? Like most okay. of the time, like we're, we're rehearsing or we're saying, do you have your line? Let me help you with you. You know, you're doing things like that. So we never get like caught up like in the story. Most of the time, a lot of actors don't even, never even see it. They never even watch the show. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like us. Like we rarely probably get to, you know, listen to a whole one of our episodes. Exactly, exactly. Same. same thing. I got it, I got it. But it's so funny how some of the people are so old. I remember my great grandma was obsessed with As the World Turns because she used to listen to it on the radio. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And when she got Alzheimer's, those people were real in the house. She was oh. like yelling at the children under the table. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, but I can see how like you get so involved. My mom's like that with like the housewives. She talks about them like they're her best friends. I'm like, you know, you're so involved in their drama. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The it's media, because we don't have powerful. our own life. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that I think that's partly true. That can be partly true as well. And media is so powerful. You know, it really engages those emotions and we open ourselves up and we open ourselves up to it. I mean, it's literally it's called programming for a reason. TV is called programming and it's yeah. programming and it has everything to do with images and our emotions and messaging. Yeah. And it's if if we're not careful, it it can program us in not the best way. Don't you think that soap operas have really conditioned like the generation before? I don't in watch so soap many operas. ways. <laughs> huh? You never watch. I don't watch soap operas. I I really, I mean, pr- I'm sure, I'm, but all of it does. I mean, I commercials. If you it. if you go to all of it, commercials, they mm-hmm. they program more than they've done before. Uh, episodic, you know, soap operas, films. Uh, billboards. I look at all that stuff and I literally just see like the matrix. I just see coding. I don't see, I don't see like a woman on the screen. I see the code because I know that she was casted. I know that she got chosen over maybe other races. I know that her partner got chosen together. I know that they, their clothes were chosen because he's wearing a blue and she's wearing a green. And I know that means something as opposed to just rent, you see all that stuff. I know that they're in the back, they have a background like like this. And instead of it being brown, they chose to have black with red lines in the back. And that means something. So like, I'm like looking and breaking it all down. I'm like, okay, I see what what the messaging really is uh, saying here. And it's it's designed to make you feel some particular way. That's the subconscious. That's the control. That's what you were talking about. It's totally. just, and the, the words that I'm saying to you, it, it matters not. It matters not. It's everything that's going on behind me, the clothes I'm wearing, how I'm, who I'm with, who's positioned a little bit behind me, who's in front, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. That's, that's the conditioning right there. That's wow, the power. So right. And they're using it. They use it for political purposes. Sometimes they use it for the issues of the world. They use it to, you know, Always. sell their brands. Always. Right. Always. Always. And so, and people don't realize this. So they're just naively involved, right. In growing up like this. I, I agree. I, I, mean, I tell you, after my dad died, I started to watch This Is Us. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I don't watch a lot of TV. But this is us is one that I I started to watch painfully because I would cry every single episode. But it was my way to release something that I wasn't able to kind of release when I was keeping it strong, keeping it strong. And so I used that program for that purpose. And of course, the dad was dying and oh, my God, just right synchronicity with my life. And (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, I, I love I love that's actually part one of the reasons when I when I was doing a lot more acting or that type of acting, I'll say that I really love to like emote those emotions, especially those those deep ones of pain and sorrow. I think I felt that I was always expressing it. A lot of pain that other people didn't necessarily have the capacity or connection to express but it's there for all of us you know it's like that pain is there for all of us all of us feel that sorrow and need to cry at some particular point in time but not all of us are connected to it or feel that we can express it 
or feel like you may overwhelm us. But I love, I really do. I love crying. I love experiencing that emotion, but then the strength at the same time and being able to allow it to like move through me. So, yeah. So, so how do you do that? So do you, when you're, if you're acting and you're crying, do you allow yourself to get into the moment of what you're crying about and like kind of put yourself there or are you bringing in a memory? Like, how does that work? Well, I mean, every, every actor has different methods. So no actor, no actor is going to do it the same. And some actors use one method. I'm the type of actor that does like a combination of things. But the one thing that, that is there like consistently is that like, I know that I am every person and I've experienced everything throughout all of my lifetimes. There's nothing that I cannot connect to. That's just my truth. So yeah. when I when I see a situation that may be a character, like, I know that's me. I know that that's just a particular place, a place yeah. in me. And mm-hmm. I connect with that real place. I'm just, I just got a flash of like so many roles where I just had people like die and I've just, it's just like come through. I haven't had a lot of people at all really die in this lifetime, but I've had massive amounts of pain in past lives. And, and it's just like acknowledging that it's there and then allowing it to naturally flow. And then you direct it. It just comes. That's my way. You know what I'm saying? That's, I might be one of, you know, very few that do that. Some people, they think about something in this particular life. And I've done that too. I don't like to do that so much. I don't like to think about, sometimes I'll use that for a while for certain roles, but I don't like to think about like my daughter dying or something like that, you know, to get me yeah. to certain. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. But you, you know, I don't wanna do that too much because I just don't want those images in my mind. I don't wanna even create those. Right, yeah. The last time we had you on, we talked about, you know, the masculine and feminine energy. And it seems like a lot of, males are attracted to the ayahuasca because it helps them to get a release it helps them to uh, let that all out it helps them to be able to cry and to yeah but it's sad that men kind of have to more than women I think find something like that to help them to have that release because they've been conditioned to not to cry like I was sitting with a six-year-old little boy yesterday and his mom said something to him like remember when you were crying the other night when you were watching that Disney plus movie and he said mom I don't cry boys don't cry I don't cry mom Mm. and I looked at him and I said it's okay if you cry and he goes no it's not and I was like oh I mean and that's just how boys think well that's the programming and then we then we think that way after the programming I've look let me I've done a ton of ayahuasca myself and you know one of the benefits I it's just, it's just a tool. We have tools all the time. I got tool, a tea with the herbs. This is a tool. This is a ceremony right here. This is the same thing, different levels of intensity, but I have my ceremony, you know, every day or every evening, the same sort of thing. But, you know, the ayahuasca speaking on that, that's a very powerful tool for men to have like an experience of their heart and the ego goes bye-bye. They have an opportunity for their ego to go bye-bye and to really have an experience that resides completely in their heart. And the reason why, in my opinion, my experience that so many men like do the ayahuasca now is because like we know deep down that we're these you know, energy beings that we wanna cry, that it's okay to cry, but it's, it's something to get beyond 
it's a mind F. We've been effed right here, right? Is what you're saying. It's sad because it happened so early at a young age. It's like, how did that happen? It was like just the environment did it to him already. And the ayahuasca, you know, once you connect with yourself in that particular way, and it's very important to do the integration work because a lot of people get caught up in like doing the ayahuasca and the ceremony. Ceremony is great, but it's all about like the actual life stuff. How are you integrating it? How are you having the conversations with people and truly expressing yourself and the things that you need to say from your heart, we have to be able to integrate those things in our actual life, not just have an experience that's outside of your normal life in an ayahuasca ceremony. It's all about integration. That's it. If you can't integrate, then you're missing the point. You're missing the whole point. But yeah. But yeah. You know what? It's so sad that we've actually attached, you know, there's such negativity with emotion. And you know, that this is, been the long going program of of something that is natural within us is negative and so I think that I've seen a huge shift though I mean I even hear it in my younger kids you know you know get it out it's okay to cry you know I hear them voicing this and other kids as well not just my my kids but I feel like the self-love piece as well for men. Okay. Cause like, that's been a big movement for women lately. And over the years, like we're starting to own this love within for the first time and women are starting to do what they want to do. But what about men and their self-love? Even before we got to this point, you know, for how many ever thousands of years, two, 3000 years or whatever, the feminine divine has been suppressed and women have women and your power your leading ability, your psychic ability, your creative slash sexual ability and power and expressiveness, all of that has been like, imagine that being suppressed for a couple thousand years collectively because a particular demographic of men uh, haven't evolved enough themselves to be able to access the higher capacities, the higher chakras of themselves so they can learn how to healthily express themselves. They were suppressed as well too. So then they suppressed y'all. But now all that's starting to release, right? Y'all have been doing it and releasing it a little bit before us. And as far as us men, you know, we are starting to like really see through the veil that it's just an illusion, right? We are realizing that we truly would like to express ourselves there's more of a man that we're missing out on. We've been missing out. It's like, a, it's like I explained, it's like, it's like a 12 cylinder vehicle, but we realize that we've been only operating off of six cylinders. And now we, as men, we realize that, hey, I got a whole nother six cylinders that I, I wanna actually activate and express. And it's just like, that time has come. And the self-love piece, like I'll use myself as an example. If you don't have a model of what self-love looks like, particularly someone that looks like something like you. So if you're Asian, Asian, if you're darker, darker, if you're lighter, lighter. So that's the most ideal because you personalize it, right? If you don't have someone that's exemplifying habits of self-love, then you have no point of reference. Case in point, I didn't have any point of reference. My dad taught me how to survive. He did the best that he could, given what he was given from his dad. But I didn't have 
any point of reference for what a whole man looked like and what it looked like for a man to truly love himself. I grew up self-destructive. I had to like piece it together what self-love looked like. I didn't learn it until well into my 40s after decades of trying to piece together this model of what a man is supposed to be and then realizing that, you know, and then my entire marriage, I couldn't love her. How can I love her if I can't love myself? That's really true. I couldn't love her until after we had our completion ceremony. But now these days, like I'm learning to like really, really find, get fine tuned with how I love myself, you know? And men are realizing that it's not some fluffy thing to love yourself. That it's actually like, it's like, what, what are my needs? You know, it's even like, what's my flow? How do I wanna groove? How do I wanna dress? You know, how do I truly want to express myself? Hey, look, you hurt my feelings and I don't appreciate that. Don't do that again. I love you, but like, I can't have that. Like, that's like, that's all self-love. It's like, who am I? And where, where, where am I residing here? And we're realizing that it's not what that old, like uh, old uh, 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 dinosaur macho man thought what love was, which is something that only girls do we're realizing that it's it's just a part of who you are and also a huge part of like what makes us us men whole and complete men i'd be letting it flow sometimes you ask me a good question she's like can i host host right here please <laughs> please what's interesting is that i found because i was as i've been more present with my conversations with people especially you know my partner, my children, my mother, you know, these closer relationships within my bubble. I've realized that a lot of times our disagreements or our not understanding each other are basically because we don't have self-love for ourselves. So for instance, you want me to do for you. So it makes you feel better because you're not doing for yourself to be able to feel better. So you're looking for me to, and you're mad at me because I'm not making you feel the way you want to feel. And so I always, it always goes back to self-love for me because I feel like if each of us could understand truly what it is to have that light within and, and to seek happiness and love within unconditionally for ourselves, then we're not expecting that love conditionally outside of us. Man, that's so on point. That's so on point. Like right now, like I'm, I'm not in a relation with anybody. And, you know, the short of it is, is like, I'm, I really, I think we really need to all learn how to enjoy the time, the solitude with self. Like we talked about Will Smith earlier. It's everything to do with that, like enjoying life you know, right? Enjoying life. Like, well, let's like unpack that. Enjoying life. What does that mean? It's not just some broad statement. Like enjoying life is the life that is in you. It Enjoying life is the life that you are. The life that's coursing, coming to and through your body. You are the life. And so if you're not enjoying life, that means you're not enjoying you. But if you start enjoying you and learning, what does that really mean? Like breaking that down, like getting in there, like then everything that happens outside of you, if it's good, it's extra. It's just icing because you got, you got this, like you literally have a party going on all right here. You got a whole big party. (laughs) That's really what it is. 
yeah. you got a party. I be dancing sometimes here. Like I'm like, ooh shit, I got a Friday night. Okay, <laughs> daughter, shit is like, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna in the house. Like I'm, I'm gonna take off all my clothes. You know what I'm saying? Maybe close the window, maybe do a little crack over there, something like that. Turn on the music, put on my incense, put on some, and I, I move and I just kind of like, you know, I just say like, what do I feel right now? What do I want to yeah. do? And I'm like, I'm in my most natural state. I'm naked. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm listening to something that enlivens my soul. I might be having a little kombucha, you know, maybe a cookie, you know, something like that. I'm like having a party. I'm like, I'm having a good time. And I'm just like, you know, doing my thing. I might do a little yoga, stretch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's what are you crazy. listening to? Are you listening to like some Lionel Richie or what do you like? Nah, yeah, some nah, DJ man. Quick or hell no, no, no. I'm listening to some soul. Like what I really enjoy most is like Afro Latin live music. Ooh, I like but it's that. yeah, live music, something that where they actually have real instruments and people yeah. like the band you can tell is playing it all together nice. in the same room. Like yeah. Hey, Kiko, have you ever heard of Sean Johnson and the Lotus Band? I, he's, I have. he's like a very yogi kind of, you know, music and he's got a full band and he's from New Orleans. And I've been like, I love his music, like to the core of me. It's so good. It is so good. My son who producing his own music here locally, yeah. he one day comes upstairs and was like, mom, what are you listening to? Like, this is good. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. And he's like, what's it saying? I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's a mantra <laughs> or some shit. A specific song that gets me every time, gets okay. me going. It's called Calling the Spirits. And we're going to have him on soon. I've been in contact with him from another yogi had got me yeah. in contact with him. But I am with you. I mean, just have a party in life. And you have the life inside of you. We always are thinking that life is outside of us. It is not because when you die, this life is over. It's just yeah. in you. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's, I get that it's challenging because this world is a huge distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a huge distraction. And every time we wake up, we can kind of think that it's, it's out there. But like getting into like habits, like you talk about like day, daily habits, and starting from within, like starting here, and then you start to build that, and you're like, oh, 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 it's here. It's it, we gotta reprogram it. You know, I love that you brought that up because lately I've really been trying to kind of just let my guard down and find ways to uh, be playful. And you know what you said kind of hit home with me. If I'm not enjoying life, I'm not enjoying myself. And that was, yeah. you know, reflecting on that. That's very true for me. So. I have found that recently I have been trying to find outlets where I can um, express myself, whether it's just like you being naked, walking around the house, listening to music. Let it all and, hang out. Yeah, all of it and embrace it and love it. But I oh. will tell you, when I got sober, I kind of like shut all of that off because I felt I didn't know how to be, you know, yeah. I drank for so long and that was how I kind of let loose yeah. that I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until recently um, that I also realized that I kind of connected in my mind that like being kind of freaky or, you know, um, dancing around naked and all of that was wrong. Like I've been conditioned to think that those things are not mom-like, they're not lady-like. 
you know, so I had to let go of these conditions lately of what makes me a good person, what makes me a bad person and just embrace it. Be like, you know what, just be you, just enjoy it. Don't let those things make you think that you can't do that and that you still don't have integrity. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. And and it's so, it's so wild because truths are simple, right? Truths are simple, but like lies that especially ones we've been told, all of them are complex. Like if it's, if it's confusing or if it's like, it's like, I look at those things, if they're confusing, it's like, um, that's probably a lie because truth is simple. It's really, really simple. It's simple to understand. Like, you know, all we got to do is, is one of the things that, that works for me is if my intention is of love and I want good intention. And if I can align with that, with what my ex is like, well, I got no bad intentions going on here. And it's not my problem. Someone else views this as bad. That's, you know, them. But like, I, I, I have a sub check in. I know what's going on with me. I have no bad intentions with what I said. I have no bad intentions with what I'm doing. If I make a mistake, I'll clean it up. Or I say, I'm sorry, whatever. But like, it's like, I think for me, it's always like, always looking for that internal validation. Always affirming that, like, where am I at? Where am I at? Where is my, inter- how am I living? How am I living? You know, am I, am I living in, in love? Am I living in, you know, uh, in integrity with myself? Am, am I saying and being, you know, who I, I really can connect with as deep as I can? I even tell my daughter, I was like, I'm here to guide you. But like, at the same time, don't worry about what I think. Like, I want you to really first worry about what you think, you know, but I'm here to guide you. But I'm here to I want to connect you with what you think. All right, Mandy sent me this, like one of those, like a quote that someone sent her. It was so good. And I and I loved it. And I was like, well, I don't really need like a grave or anything. But if I had one, you could put this on my my gravestone. It says the path of inner peace begins with not my fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, what was so funny is that when I when I told my partner, he said, well, that's selfish. And I was like, no, it's not selfish. That really depends. Like, I only treat you because that's what's going on inside of me. That's how you know what I'm saying? I could see how he sees it as selfish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see I that. Guess but, I can. But that's his, but that's his. Yes. That's what, that's where he would be coming from. That's how that may, would, would be expressed through him. But I got what you were saying as well too, which is not my, my, not my fucking problem. What you think it's like, I got, I know what's going on over here and it's something totally, it's, it's just separate. So yeah, no, I, I get that. That's good. I like the path to inner peace, not my fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kiko, what have you been doing since the last time we had you on? You've oh. always got so much going on. Talk about yourself. Tell us about you. What have you been doing? Man, working with men. That's been like really a huge thing, working with men. And we've been uh, having our men's groups developing and working on projects together, getting us guys together, even on uh, as in events. Uh, like we're about to do a hike next month and get together and do all the hike together. Like the, a couple of months ago, just us guys connection. We had a beach day and then we actually raced uh, electric go-karts on that same day as well, too. So working a lot with uh, my brothers and uh, creating a space, you know, for us where we can finally feel safe to express ourselves with like minded, you know, men and to nurture to love each other like I I tell them it's like I love you guys and we now all the other guys yeah I love you too and that's becoming normalized 
for us. So that's like a, a big thing as well, too. And working with the school. And, and then one of the really big things is I've been like into my books. I've been into these right here. This is only three of them right here, Met, Metronetter. And um, just working on my daily practices and my connection and, you know, certain spiritual principles, anchoring those in, a lot of hiking and meditating while I'm hiking and those principles and you know, refining my diet. So I've just been really fine tuning my living style. Uh, while, and, and, and really starting to, uh, and I've been disconnecting and letting other things drop away and refining my focus and giving a lot more time to working specifically with my brothers and the school. And there's other things that I would have been like, I, I, would used to be like more of a multitasker and working on a lot more different projects, but like the bulk of my energy day to day is really working and thinking about my brothers, the school, and really establishing those. And then also redefining myself, or I should say not redefining, refining my divinity. Spirit is within all of us. Life is within all of us. The source is within all of us. I'm looking at God all right, all right here. So like refining my self-image from within and then allowing that to come out because I feel like one of the things that I've been working on is if you know if I can align my thoughts and my feelings and my actions with the word of God or spirit then it's like the, the power of spirit and a peace that nothing can challenge will flow through me one of the best things that I can do is to get myself aligned. So no matter everything that I think and feel and do is aligned with spirit. And so that takes work because, you know, sometimes we have other thoughts and sometimes, like, oh, I said this or I was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm a man of God right now. I feel kind of small. I feel kind of whatever. But like getting that aligned, you know, so I really that's really been uh, a lot of my a lot of my work and I'm you know that's just going to be year to year if you ask me in six months I'm going to say the same thing in that area 12 months 12 years until I'm out of here in 102 years you know what I'm saying like I'm just going to be working on that and oh yeah to, and bringing through the the youthful glow of the eternal soul because the eternal soul has no age so I'm just like I'm just going to get younger I'm just going to get younger so I should look younger next year Okay, oh, you, look, you look younger already from last time. You're doing good. <laughs> well, I know I'm happier, so sh hey, if that's the case. You know, you. you said something, though, Kiko, oh, just a few minutes ago. You said it should be a part of our daily, you know, work, you know. And I wake up, and I do have, I try to keep my daily routine of, like, protecting myself or when I'm showering. I mean, you're in there anyways, just letting the negativity come off, like being more present with focusing on your internal energy that you can't physically see. We're not just a meat suit, but what I've been doing lately, and it kind of aligns with what you just said, I've been, when I, I've been trying to be more of a scheduled person, which is so not Shanna. I mean, I, I mean, I usually just go with the flow, whatever the fuck happens today is going to, how's it, how's it, that's how it's going to go. But I've been trying to say like, okay, so what am I going to put my energy towards today? Like how much of my energy is going to go towards the podcast or towards some of my projects or towards Kensley or towards house cleaning or whatever it is. And so just shifting that has been huge in my life. Instead of like, what am I going to do today and get done with my schedule and all this stuff? 
it's just how much of my energy am I going to put towards, you know, certain things? Oh, absolutely. Like that's starting to, you know, I'm, I can really resonate with that because, and I'm also like for the last three weeks, I'm a, I've been like a, uh, also like a schedule I've gone, I've gone back and forth. Right. And so like, but right now I'm in a phase of, okay, I'm not having a sort of schedule. I'm more about like, okay, who am I being? You know, I'm really focusing my energy, not so much on my doing, because I, I love the saying. One of the one of the laws of Ma'at, laws of God, is 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 um, the law of uh, Het Heru, and it says it is not what you imagine; it is who is imagining. Are you a human or a divine being? And then the law right after that, the law of Sebek, is it is not what you think or what you affirm, but who is a thinking and who is affirming. Are you are you a human? Or are you a divine being? And like, I've really been like looking at that in, in my being. Like, Wait, oh who, my... who the freak rules are these? These are good. Where'd you get those? Uh, they're called, and I can send them to you, but, they, but look them up. They're called the 11 laws of Ma'at or the 11 laws of Ma'at, Ma'at, okay. M-A-A-T. And, you know, so I've really been focusing on, you know, like I told you before, like my thinking, have my thinking and my feelings and my actions align with, you know, the spirit. And it's like, I really have to pay attention more to that than actually what I'm doing, because I really get that it's more important in who I'm being and who is imagining all of this dream as opposed to what I'm doing in the dream. Because if I use my imagination, but I'm being a human being using my imagination, then now my automatically my imagination is, you know, small. But if I'm anchored in being, who am I being? Okay, first, I'm being a divine being, which means I'm, I'm everywhere. I am all, I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm a divine being. And then, so if I imagine, anything I imagine as a divine being is going to be divine. Anything, everything, no matter what. That's just the way it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be accurate to my soul and what I should be doing. It's going to be bigger than anything I could imagine as a human being. So anyways, I bring, I say all that to say that I've, you know, I go in these ebbs and flows. So I've just pulled back from me right now, cause I'm going to integrate them too. And I'm sure I'm not going to be there for long, but right now I'm really focusing on my being and I'm getting still getting stuff done, but I'm not focusing on like writing it down right now. That's just, but I was writing it down for a long, long time, you know, year goals, 90, 90 day goals, 30 day goals, weekly goals, daily checking in at night, you know, planning for my next day, writing it out and do that. I was doing that for a while and I'm probably going to get back to it, but I think there's a balance between being and doing and making sure that those are aligned, but the being comes first. The being comes first. Whew. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, it's like, I mean, legit, that's like checking in with yourself. Like, where is this thought moving from? Is it coming from my earthly self or is it coming from the divine? So it's a great way to make sure your integrity is in check. Like everything that you're perceiving is coming from that divine thought. Yeah. I think when we first get up, it's like, boom, you know, what am I connecting with? Am I connecting with my phone? Am I connecting with what I got to do or, or, you know, my, my life or like, or am I, you know, I, I really, you know, when I, first thing I wake up, like I'm connecting with that divinity. Like that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm really training my brain, anchoring my brain to realize the truth, the truth of who I am. Like, so when I wake up, I open my eyes, I, I lay on my bed and make sure I'm having those correct thoughts that I anchor in with my divinity. 
And from there, and then I start, okay, what do I need to do in prioritizing? You know, okay, what's the most important? I make my bed, I, I take my herbs, I drink my water, you know, and I, I stay in touch with myself. If we can start off that way, and you always yeah. have that as a reference point to go back to. Then as the days go on, go on, go on, then you don't lose yourself as much. You're like, oh, nope, I'm staying, I'm staying right here. I started here, I'll stay here throughout the day, and I'm in here throughout the day. And then you just become that being throughout your day. You know, you said something earlier about a lot of times we really focus on, you know, the inside and that that's what matters and that the outside doesn't, you know, isn't just the meat suit. But the reality of it is you brought up like how you dress and that's an expression of who you are. So it's okay to want to buy things that make you feel good and put on that awesome mala you got on. And, you know, those, yes, it's materialistic things, but it's an expression of who you are. Tell, tell Mandy where you got that mala. Oh, this, my daughter made this. I know, I love that. She's talented, taking after yeah, her mom she is. and doing her own thing. But like your sense of soul, right? What you're talking about, there's disclaimers in that. And I'm going to start with this. We're so used to saying body, mind, soul, mind, body, soul, all this. But it's, it's, there's an order to it. Just like what you said, there's an order. It has to be ordered. The first law before spirit, God created anything in the world was the first law that the other laws would have to follow, which will abide by, which is order. They're in order. It always has to be order. And it's soul, mind, body. Now, what oh you're saying God. is- Duh. Yeah, I'll never say it any other way. Why are we saying it the other way? Because it's, yeah, that's a whole nother story. We'll get into that later yeah, on. Right? That's a whole nother story. Wow. But- we live in a confusing world where it's all about chaos, chaos, order, opposites, right? When you're done with all the order and have the experience, what do you do? You mix it up and you have chaos again. But the order is so important, right? Soul, mind, body. So when, when we are, like we, what, what you were saying, Mandy, expressing yourself and the body's not just a bodysuit. No, it's not. But there's an order. We have to actually give attention to the soul first. Because usually we'll jump to the, well, I just want to feel good about myself. I, I can buy myself something. I can feel, but like that person that's doing that is out of order with themselves. They haven't done the work to do the soul work first and make sure that they're feeling good with themselves first. Right? Yeah. And that, and that they're having right thoughts. And then when that starts happening here, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good, you know? And then I'm actually, I've, I've, I've arranged and aligned this stuff with, with what's right for me. And I'm able to be with myself and be happy. That's where it starts, I'll just say. I'm able to be with myself and be happy. That's the soul. And then it's like, okay, I'm not having negative self-talk. Let's just say that's the mind. And then once you get those aligned, boom, one, two, then it's like, okay, now I can actually start to, now I'm aligned. And then you don't need to go buy a purse to make the oxytocin start working in your body to make your mind right, you can actually just connect with your soul to do that. But I tell you, a purse still makes me feel good, Kiko. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Look, I've, look, look. You don't think I like my little buttons right here and all my stuff right here? I, I love this. But <laughs> when you do, well, look, when you do soul, mind, body, you realize that this stuff doesn't matter. You, I don't, I, you can take everything from me. I don't, you know, everything. 
It doesn't matter. Take everything. But I'm, it's still like, I know what matters. Like I'm here to be a, a vessel of, you know, God on earth and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, that's, I'm here to devote my, my, my life to spirit and like uplifting this planet, right? This stuff, take it all away. But I got me, I got me, right? None of it matters, but we are here in a material world. You know, spirit wants to express itself through you, me, everything, right? To the fullest expression. And it's like, it's okay to express that, to, to have the nice clothes and nice things, but there has to be an order. You know, it has to be in proper order for it to be truly uh, experienced. Because it doesn't really, even you can look as good as you want on the outside, but if you have absolutely zero self-love inside of yourself, then all that shit on the outside is just, it's just fake. And I, well, when, I look at, when I look at a woman, like I can see that. I can see, I literally, I can see it. I can yeah. see through all the stuff of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not real. Like, I can see if it's real or not. I can see not real. It's like, okay, she's not happy. That's the first thing I was like, oh, she's not happy. I, I, You're like, not, she, she has fake hair, so she's not happy? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying I can see through all of that to see I know. if she's even happy. <laughs> well, um, I, was th- I was thinking But about- there's something, there's a little something to that though as well. If yeah. we have to dress with a lot of fake this and fake this and, f- and fake this, that means that like we're not accepting what is. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, and, was, I'm not, and I'm yeah. not saying this stuff is stuff is not okay. I'm, it's cool. If that mm-hmm. person can accept what is first and then put that stuff on, that person is going to resonate completely different. They're going to be attractive even if they got on the hair and makeup and stuff. Yeah, they're going to still so- be attractive. It's interesting because I was like reflecting back to um, a time in my life where I was looking for a lot of validation outside of me. And so I dressed very, um, let's just say, provocative. There you go. I, I wasn't in touch with my soul and I was representing and I was expressing myself completely out of order and not in line because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what makes me think of Scarlett, Scarlett, who absolutely is fucking gorgeous. This girl, Scarlett Raven. And she and she really expresses herself in her body, like on a lot on the front of her book and on her, but it's not in a provocative way. It's really like, this is my body, people. This is my temple. My soul is yeah. is this is I don't need any any clothes even. Not, it doesn't come off slutty whatsoever. It's, it is sexy to me in a more divine way. Yeah. Yeah. We can be that, sexy and divine, right? That, I think that's the way it is. I think sexy is divine. I think that's the ultimate sexy. Like when we talk about, like we were talking about like relations with somebody. If we're having a, a relation, which we all are, but two people are having an intimate relationship with one another. If I can see your divinity first, if I can appreciate your soul, if I can see your soul, if I can acknowledge your soul, if I can like praise your soul and who you are and bless and kiss your feet and really do that and honor and lift you up as a soulful being, don't you think the sex is going to be good too? I mean, shit, come on. <laughs> a whole nother level. A whole nother level. Because hey, you're going to feel that, yo. Dude, you just like uh, created a shirt that would sell like crazy. <laughs> sexy, sexy is divine. There you go. There, there you go. We bring it back. The real sexy, divine sexy. Yeah. There you go. God, I could just put you in my pocket. See, I'm in your pocket. I'm right here. I'm in your pocket, baby girl. Both of y'all. You know, y'all my sisters, man. You share with us your theory on the cookies. 
And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. You break that shit down. The cookies. What you want to know about the cookies? I mean, <laughs> like, look, I, I come here to be a human, a divine being in a human's body. And the cookie is just one of those things where it's like, it's my way of having fun. You know, most of the day, I'm, I'm eating so healthy. But my cookies where I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have my cookies. I'm going to have that little boy's going to have what, what he wants. But I keep it in balance. You know, I think that we got to keep, you know, things like that in balance as these mm -hmm. divine adult beings, but having that vulnerability as the child that still yeah. knows its boundaries that can express and now protect itself if it needs to, but still open and available to like let the love come through and flow through and love each other. It's all about balance is what uh, you're saying. Yin and yang can't have too much or too little. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love y'all. I'm so glad to see y'all again. You know what, Kiko, something feels different about you this time. You you just you seem balanced. You seem mm. like you like you're you're just focused, man. You can feel it, but like in a very like just peaceful way. Mm. Yeah. That brings tears in my eyes. You don't even know. Yeah, and I just adore you. I adore your I also adore your love that like comes out of you when you talk about your daughter and even your ex-wife and just when you call us sisters, you know, your sisters, it's not just like some empty word, like you can feel your words. Yeah. yeah. You should come out to Colorado and we'll take you to dinner. I'll, I got friends out there too. And I, I've oh. gone out, I was out there a couple of years ago, actually. It's done. Oh, like when next time, look, when I'm out there, that's a done deal. I'm telling you. Okay. Like, for right. sure. Awesome. Without a doubt. And I'm awesome. not just saying that because we're here. Like, that's a done deal. Yeah. We're going to yeah. party. We're going to have a good time. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. send you some Sean Johnson. I think you'll really appreciate him. Please. I love him. He's real music. He's not, but, you know, just fake music on a computer. It's, he's the real band. Yeah. The real deal. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what I like. And Kiko, real fast, if there's some men that want to, you know, or women that want to reach out to you, maybe looking for one of these psychs or, you know, just want to get in touch and pick your yeah. brain and learn more about you, where can they find you? Uh, IG, Kiko Ellsworth. Kiko with Ellsworth with two L's. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not on there a lot, but like that's the best place you can reach me, though, where you can like look at and get everything else you need. Um, I'm a really horrible rapper, okay? But I have this like rhyme in my head right now that Kiko uh -oh. is so sleeko with a little bit of Frico. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Let's do some now let's do some Sufi grinds and bring that down oh to the first and second chakra, baby. <laughs> love it. Well, Thanks, you Kiko. Are so awesome. I love you. Love y'all. Right. Hope to awesome. talk to y'all soon. Stay All connected. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Did you know that Sense of Soul now has a Patreon where you can get exclusive episodes, mini series that Mandy and I have been working on for a long time that we can't wait to share with you? Monthly readings, Sense of Soul sacred circles, workshops, behind the scene clips, and much more. Hop on Sense of Soul Patreon right now and sign up. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.